0: yo good morning everybody it's your boy opti we are back for another episode as you can tell i'm hosting today's show but the show continues to go on welcome to simply bitcoin we are your number one source for the peaceful bitcoin revolution we cover breaking news culture and mimatic warfare we bring on the biggest guests to the grumpiest of the grumpiest on twitter actually today we have a great guest uh you guys are gonna really enjoy this i love when this guest comes on today but we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And before I go on, a uh, little little story time, man, um, because I, I really do think that it's important to uh, acknowledge where we are in the world. We, we've been covering this on the show the last couple of weeks. We've been continuously covering the same story, whether it's de-dollarization, whether it is the attack on free speech, and it, I really, really thought about the moniker that I created Optimus Fields and I really do my best to try to live up to this moniker of focusing on the the bright side of things and it's never become more clear to me than the last couple of days the last couple of weeks of the meme bitcoin is hope and all the crazy stuff going on in the world it is still becoming more and more clear that the world is waking up to bitcoin on nation state levels on corporate levels on individual levels and as we continue to see further and further steps of de-dollarization and more countries adopting bitcoin i think it is very important to focus not only on yourself and what you can control, but on the bright side of things, guys. And what do I always say every single day on Twitter Spaces and on the show as much as possible, it is the importance of a healthy body and mind to handle the next decade transition because don't get it twisted. There is a transition going on and we are seeing the receipts happen in real time consistently every single day, day in and day out. People are waking up to the abuse of the fiat system. And as a Bitcoiner, I think it is upon us, every single one of us individuals to continue to spread that signal, to to be a shining light, a shining beacon of light throughout this transition and understand that we do have the answers, boys and girls. And the world is slowly but surely waking up to what Bitcoin can offer to them, to their families and to their friends. And I just, Couldn't be more humbled and honored to be here on the front lines with you, to continuously cover the separation of money and state with you, to continuously give you some optimism, some hope for the future, because we are seeing it happen in real time. We understand what the fiat system has done to not only our personal lives, but to society at large. And now people are waking up to this. And man, it's on the one hand, beautiful to see. And on the other hand, uh it's gonna be a bumpy bumpy ride anyways you can already see our guest best producer in the game uh chris alemo from bitcoin magazine what's up bro how you doing today i'm super excited for you to come on the show because every
1: time you come on you just spit a hot fire and i can just kind of sit back and soak it in so how you doing this morning brother Opti, a pleasure to be here as always. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate what you and Nico do and uh, your whole team. It's Great work. Let's go, bro. Really appreciate it. And then, of course, we got Dell,
0: the funky huddle sapien with us as well. And uh, he's going to cover the news, bro. We're throwing him straight into the fire. He's become the newest member. Of, well, not the newest member, but he's uh, he's up third on on the roster and uh, he's been killing it, guys. I hope you guys are watching his clips because he's, uh, he's 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 in that work, boys and girls. But anyway, Dale, how are you doing this morning? I'm good.
2: I'm good. Yeah. The next clip is coming out is talking about something I never thought I would see related to Bitcoin. It's going to be, it's going to be fun.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I had the same thought. It's like, wait, what, is this, what <laughs> okay, does this have to do with anything? Okay, guys, let's get into the numbers and uh, let's start the show. The Bitcoin numbers.
3: Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo. All from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse. Because now, you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today.
0: Let's go, guys. So, you guys already know. First and foremost, you guys better be in Miami for the Bitcoin conference, May 18th through the 20th. We are going to go in depth today in the culture because we got Chris, uh, best producer in the game. But man, this is a place to be. This is where the party is going to be. This is where all your friends are going to be. This is where the signal will be in May in what? 20, 25 days, I think you said? 27 to 23 days? 20, 22 days. 22 days, guys. So I hope you guys make it down there. It's almost like a mecha trip for all of us Bitcoiners. You not only get to hang out with the the who's who of of Bitcoin but you get to hang out with all your friends out there because it's every year all the Bitcoiners descend on Miami Beach. And anyways, the speakers this year it's we're going to actually, we're going to, we're going to, I think really talk about Michael Lewis in, in the culture. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll skirt him, but of course, Michael Saylor, Alex Gladstein, we got Adam back, Jack Maulers, Cynthia Lummis. We got Jeff Booth, Dean, almost. We even got a, uh, you know, where's little old Opti and uh, Oh, beauty on you guys know beauty. on little old opti and Nico will be there. We're going to be holding on the analyst, holding down the analyst desk guys. And I'm super excited. I, I can't wait to hang out at the volcano this year. Last year I was just just walking around soaking it in this year. I, I have to work it. So I am super excited for this one, guys. Anyways, let's get into the numbers. You already know I got a little different numbers than everyone else. Uh, you know, Nico has his numbers, preferred numbers. I have my own number. I actually, I, I think I added a throwback number in here. Um I, I had a, I had an epiphany this morning. Anyways, anyways, we're over here on Clock Moody's dashboard. And first and foremost, guys, we are at block height of 787-105. I repeat 787-105 in the current Moscow time, aka the Sats for dollar, aka how much. Bitcoin, you can buy for a single dollar. It's currently at 3,356. We see that the Bitcoin price right now is currently at 29,795. Guys, how crazy is it? We have another bank exploding and the Bitcoin price just responds like a beast and pumps like what, 6 to 10% in the day? Like it's absolutely nuts out here. Anyways, I think my favorite number, I mean, I think they're all my favorite numbers, but The percentage issued of Bitcoin, total amount of Bitcoin is at 92.17% issued. That means all of Bitcoin, 92% of all Bitcoin ever is already distributed out there, guys. And uh, hey... You might want to get some just in case it catches on, boys and girls. <laughs> Anyways, the market capitalization is currently at five hundred seventy-six thousand or five hundred seventy-six point nine billion. Correction: billion. Uh, you know, a little under half a tri- or a little over half a trillion. The realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to school is one point seven six percent. And this one's one of my favorite because we will soon take over the gold market cap. It's only a matter of time. And currently, the Bitcoin versus gold market cap is four point three one percent. Not even 5% of the gold market cap, and we know that Bitcoin is better than gold, and uh, the world just hasn't woken up to that one yet. Anyways, the total capacity in the Lightning Network currently is, at least I'm pretty sure this is public capacity, uh, vis- publicly noticeable capacity, 5,377.13 BTC, which means the total value in dirty fiat dollars is $160.5 million. The public reachable nodes, I know, guys, there's some contention on this one, it is at least according to Clark Moody's dashboard 17096 publicly reachable bitcoin nodes i think the the actual number is like somewhere around like 50 50000 nodes but don't throw tomatoes at me yet anyways The hash rate, the last 2016 blocks, is at 343.7 exahashes, guys. The hash rate is going parabolic, absolutely insane. Absolutely love to see it. End of a bear market, and the hash rate just explodes. And the hash rate, the last 90 days, is 321.4 exahashes. And the throwback number, guys. I remembered that we used to cover this on the show. The chain rewrite days is currently at 715 days. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Anyways, uh, on this theme, I really didn't know what, uh, what Dell was covering on the news today, but it's a perfect theme. Something about the way we do this show, uh, we're always in synchronicity. Anyways, I got a Bitcoin Magazine tweet here, and it says, Justin, Mexican Senator Indira Kempis and Samson Mound educate Congress on why Mexico should adopt Bitcoin today. And guys, you, not, you guys know, I am the, the resident Mexican here on the show. So I absolutely love to see this. We have a, a running joke in my family that uh, God gave Mexico to Mexicans because they didn't know what to do with all their resources. And here we are, Samson Mao, saying what we know to be the truth, what we know will happen to third world developing countries. It's looking like they are going to start hopping over, you know, the Western first world countries if they do not get on the Bitcoin standard? Will Mexico be the next one to, uh, you know, succumb to Bitcoin incentives? I don't know if succumb is the right word. Will they be the next ones to adopt the Bitcoin standard? Only time will tell. But Samson Mao is out here doing Satoshi's work. So let's get into this, this video and then we'll talk about it a little bit.
4: So there are a number of things an agency can do to adopt a Bitcoin strategy. The simplest one would simply be to add Bitcoin to the national treasury as a reserve asset similar to gold or foreign recurrency reserves. And then the next one I believe to be relatively simple to do is to issue an instrument such as a Bitcoin bond to accumulate Bitcoin and to mine Bitcoin. So Mexico is an energy rich country and issuing a bitcoin bond would be very simple to do here and it would lead to a large accumulation of bitcoin and also it would be spearheading this new type of financial instrument on the world financial stage and the third would be to work on a bitcoin law which senator Indira campus has been uh, doing so in the past couple of years so a bitcoin law would enshrine bitcoin as legal tender and allow everyone to transact freely using bitcoin
0: man the very end of that really really uh hits me in the feels this is this is what i i believe is one of the most powerful powerful aspects of bitcoin like samson Mao said is for the world to transact freely on a free and open monetary network that is bitcoin and again uh i didn't i didn't just uh make make a joke in the beginning for no reason uh, Mexico is, is extremely, extremely rich in resources, and if they can tap into the Bitcoin bonds, I know there's some contention on bonds and all this stuff, but they can monetize their energy and get their country on a Bitcoin standard. Uh, it's something that we talk about here all the time. The global south will start to advance at an exponential rate. And as someone that left Mexico and is a first generation American, I would love to see not only my home nation, but my family that is still down there to start to prosper, to to not get robbed, to be able to use a money that they can save in, that they can continuously start to flourish. And this is why... I am so hopeful. And this is why I love Bitcoin, because first and foremost, it is a voluntary system. This is a global phenomenon. I know we are U.S. centric because we are covering a lot of the stuff that's happening in the U.S. And and we're seeing that the U.S. is uh, it's not taking a very positive stance lately on Bitcoin. And I think that's to our detriment. But nonetheless, the point remains that the countries that will adopt Bitcoin, like El Salvador, will start to prosper. And this is where we are right now, guys. The next decade of this transition from the fiat system to the Bitcoin standard is gonna be beautiful, not only for the global south, not only for the nation state levels, not only for corporate corporate interests, but for the individual as well. And this is what we love, and this is what we try to talk about. It's about the individual taking back their life, empowering themselves, taking Bitcoin into self-custody, and starting to flourish in the 21st century in the digital world with digital money, AKA Bitcoin. Anyways, Chris, uh,
1: just because I know you're going to galaxy brain me right now, jump in, bro. Um, I'll try and galaxy brain you, but I think this is a big deal. I mean, Mexico is what, a G20 nation? Uh, they've definitely dealt with uh, harsh currency controls in the past. I know Ricardo Salinas had a great talk from Bitcoin 2022, where basically he was calling out central bankers, not just in his own home country in Mexico, but abroad. And he basically said that he was talking about uh, hyperinflation that they kind of dealt with in the collapse in either the 80s or 90s. Uh, and basically he said if he had something like Bitcoin, he would have be able to protect himself and his family. Obviously, uh, he does say like he's like, I'm a beneficiary of the cantillionary effect. But Ricardo Salinas is definitely a based Bitcoiner and says that I don't want to steal from the generation to come. I want to give them something that's more prosperous and I don't want to just be like people like myself to benefit. Uh, he thinks Bitcoin is that equalizing factor and he thinks it's not just good for um, uh, just for himself, but for the world.
0: Absolutely love it. Jump in, Dow. And then, uh, yeah, give, get this comment that you put in the private chat, bro.
2: Yeah. Well, I just wanted to share that because I thought either either one of you could mention it or I'll do it myself. So, <laughs> It's weird because I've always been the guy that's in the chat on Twitch or wherever like, hey, here's a thought. And we're like, ah, F in the chat for that loser. Now I, I, I can actually. You're a talking head off. now, bro. Yeah. So my point is that Mexico and El Salvador, they're kind of neighbors. They're in the same Central American neighborhood. There is zero chance, zero chance that Mexico is clueless to what El Salvador has done. Mexico has a huge cartel problem. They've got issues with. I mean, we've heard this in the news for years about people, killings, beheadings and horrible massacres so there is no chance that the people in mexico see their neighbors see how quickly things have turned around in a matter of years maybe the fastest turnaround the most um what is the quickest turnaround uh in history like in human history going from an impoverished horrible war-torn well i guess war-torn is putting it maybe a little bit extreme but maybe not country to this thriving place where it is one of the safest places on the entire planet Mexico next door has to see that and go, hmm, what did they do? Let's check this out and and maybe uh, take some cues from our
1: from our, our brothers over there. Yeah, Dell. I'll, I'll add one thing to that. I mean, El Salvador, to your point, I think it was the most dangerous country in the world, not just like in South America, most dangerous country in the world, more than places that were having civil wars go on, and more uh, places that were under conflict by two nations fighting or genocides. Like it was considered the most dangerous country in the world, and they've seen a gigantic turnaround in terms of crime. Uh, obviously, innovation and investors coming into the space, as well as trying to welcome uh, international people abroad through this, you know, monetary network that is Bitcoin.
0: Well, Chris, not, not only was it the most dangerous, but I think now, uh, and you guys could correct me in the chat. I am pretty sure that it is the safest place in South America. Now, like the the transformation is absolutely insane. It's only been what one, two years. Like this is next level. Like, mind-blowing just waiting to see this happen on other countries on you know around the world it's going to be not only it's going to be a bright uh bright orange future guys but the great transition the great reset is going to be something to behold anyways let's get into the news we got a lot to talk about
3: the daily news the daily news is brought to you by blockstream jade Built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners, it's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Check out the brand new limited edition color, the transparent green Jade. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air gap Bitcoin transactions, scan and display QR codes directly on the device, assign transactions, and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream J today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm supposed to take over here. So oh, in the news, okay, so on the, on the point of wars and things going on, we've got Russia is the second, second biggest Bitcoin miner after the U.S. We've got over here on Yahoo Finance. Russia is now the second largest Bitcoin miner after the U.S., according to a report by Russian media and consumerant. I'm probably not pronouncing that right. Russia's new ranking comes amid moves by the U.S. to tax and regulate crypto mining at both state and federal levels, resulting in a less welcoming environment for the U.S. for the industry in the U.S. The U.S. led with three to four gigawatts of mining capacity. Others in the top include Persian Gulf with 700, uh, Canada with 400, and Malaysia with 300, the report said. So this ties into what we're seeing and talking about wars and battles. So <clears throat> I've been reading Jason Lowry's Soft War and the point that he makes in this book is that peace is the weirdness. We are continually at war, constantly jockeying for position in terms of what it, what it, how does this city define itself? How does this family group define itself? How does this nation state define itself? And to do that, to combat each other, we have used kinetic warfare. Sticks and stones may break each other's bones. It's climbed to uh, bows and arrows and spears and guns to the point now where we're at a stalemate where there's this mutually assured destruction. We have these these intercontinent ballistic missiles. Boy, I can't talk this morning. Nukes that you can loop around the moon and drop on somebody's head from any point on the planet. The problem with this is that you threaten the entirety of humanity or your entire country. If Russia launches a nuke over at New York City and we launch a nuke over at Moscow, well, there's really nowhere else to launch nukes because there's nobody left on the planet. So you get into this position where nobody can battle each other. That's not good because you need battle. You need to be able to define what this place is. Well, we've tried to do this little sidestep by moving to drone warfare, but that, that leads to the same problem. It's kinetic warfare. There's going to be casualties. There's going to be people that die. Enter Bitcoin. You can now attack each other without anybody, no loss of life. There's also a benefit to this. There's also there's been benefit to wars like after World War II, you had a a rise in productivity, all this building up, building up, building up. But what you're going to have with hash wars is the building out the infrastructure of energy and everybody benefits from that. Over here, this is another article following that line. Russia government subsidizes crypto mining facility in Siberia. The facility which opens this year will uh, possess 30,000 crypto mining machines, hire 100 workers and consume 100 megawatts of power from the grid. The more you have countries battling for hash power, the more that you're going to have a decentralization. You don't want one country having all of the hash power. So if you have uh, El Salvador, they've got some. You've got uh, Mexico, they've got some. You've got Russia, they've got some. You've got China, they've got some. You've got the U.S. It's going to be all over the place. It's going to be really, really hard for one nation state to get 51% power. Back to the article over here. The crypto mining industry has faced um, moratoriums in the past in some parts of the United States and Canada in recent months. Now Russia provides tax incentives for those who want to invest in crypto mining. With the government direct support, the new $12 million crypto mining center will open in East Siberia. You're seeing similar type things. It's not a direct involvement or investment into crypto per se in El Salvador, but they have these new tax breaks, or I think it's no tax for... Things of a uh, technological innovation type things. You see university programs in El Salvador. Over here, uh, from Radar on on Twitter, Russia to launch international payment system using digital currencies with no restrictions. Over here, Brazil president says he supports creating a new currency for BRICS nations to trade with. They're going to want something that's not the U.S. dollar. Well, they might create something new, but they might decide that, hey, Bitcoin is already here. Why don't we just jump on this thing that exists and already has
0: a good infrastructure in place? It's he now. Chris, you jump in and then I'll, I'll put the bow on this one.
1: Yeah. I mean, Bitcoin is has its incentives aligned that at, like adversarial nations or people or individuals can all go into it. And there is no trust required as trust re- minimized or trust reduced almost to zero that you don't need to trust another individual. You just need to run the code yourself. You can mine yourself. Um, and basically, if we look at countries that are adversarial to each other, Russia, US, China, they're all kind of have bad relationships. I know maybe Russia and China, their relationship is getting closer because of the financial sanctions that the US put on them and basically kind of cutting them out of the global financial system, we are destroying our own golden goose that is the US dollar. And uh, Bitcoin is a global monetary network that we might want to latch onto to keep our status and not lose our power, but also to make it more equitable and fair among the world. Uh, even look at like mining, like a place like China, going back just two years ago in April, they banned of 2021, they banned uh, Bitcoin mining and about 40% of the miners went offline. I know in the previous epoch of like 2014 to 2018, China at one point had more than 51% of the hash, or 50% of the hash rate. And there was a lot of talks of like, oh, would they 51% attack the network? They didn't want to kill their golden goose. They were more economically incentivized to use the energy to be a you know a good participant in the network and you know get the rewards that is Bitcoin and put it on their treasury or use it to invest in infrastructure, not saying that they couldn't have or didn't. But for the most part, the majority of those miners were economic actors that obeyed the rules of the network because the incentives are that strong. The incentives align amongst individuals, nation states, companies, Bitcoin miners, anyone in the network has to participate by the rules. And if you fork off from the network, you're allowed to do that, but you don't get the rewards and benefits that the Bitcoin network provides.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, but even if a, an entire country had, say, let's say 75 percent, if all of the mining, 75 or 75 percent of the mining was in the U.S., you would still have to get everybody doing the mining to agree to do that 51 percent attack. So because you could have 20 percent over here, 5 percent over there, all distributed in different pools. Is that do I have that correct?
1: Yes, that's a great uh, point. Uh Andreas Antonopoulos had a great talk in 2012 or 2013, and he's basically like laid out that exact scenario. He's like, let's just say a nation state had 75% of the hash rate. It's like, okay, well, they had to acquire the hash rate. They had to do all of this. And then he's like, uh, they have to coordinate all the miners that they're probably in different locations, different companies, different individuals, and then they have to coordinate them to a 51% attack the network. But he's like, yeah, you're leaving at the key piece. You're assuming the these governments are competent at IT and coordination. And he's like, have you seen the US government in any of their websites? They're absolutely absolute dog dumpster fire so even if they had the best and brightest the minds they still probably couldn't coordinate it and he's like it is extremely unlikely and I think nowadays with the hash rate being so high the cost to get in or the barrier to entry is hundreds of billions of dollars just to get the equipment at the current price. And that's not even accounting for the slippage of the cost of miners. If you are trying to get these miners, it's $100 billion in today's dollars. But if you're taking them all off at the market, the market demand or the price for miners would skyrocket. So it's basically kind of like an escaping wheel of them just trying to get 51%, att- uh, 51% of the miners is almost near impossible just because of supply chains alone. Uh, so it's a great talk. You should definitely look it up from 2012, 2013. Uh, Andreas Antonopoulos talking about like 51% nation state attacks. And it's, I don't want to say it's impossible. It's definitely feasible, but it's near impossible for sure.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. That's one of one of the very very early videos that I think all Bitcoiners should see. Andreas, uh, at least in the past, he he was absolutely killing it, and that's one of those timeless timeless videos out there that definitely teaches you a lot about Bitcoin. But anyways, back to this uh, topic because I know there's a at least for like the average person out there. I know there's some there's there's definitely some hairy topics here, you know. And first and foremost, before I go into it, it's like Bitcoin is for enemies, and I know we're all seeing, this, especially as Bitcoiners, like the hash wars is heating up and um you know a friend of the show mike hobart he's been beating on the drum of the idea of the hash wars heating up and nope uh pun intended pun intended hash wars heating up uh and the proliferation of energy is spreading around the world and we are seeing not only that but the hash rate is basically going parabolic so like i think it's only a matter of time until we see more uh, countries, more corporations, basically announce the same thing that they understand that, like, yo, I need to have a significant amount of Bitcoin hash rate in my country, or else I will lose out in the hash wars. And I know uh, I, I haven't fully, fully dove into Lowry's thesis yet, but I know there's some contention around there, and everyone has a whole meltdown around it. But I think it is very obvious that the Bitcoin game theory is playing out in real time, guys, and and it's really i've been saying it for a while it's crossed the mainstream rubicon it's no longer just individuals this is happening these these talks these events these this bitcoin thought process is happening at the highest level and it's only a matter of time guys so like i know i know we we have we feel a way about this at times but it's inevitable that everyone will have these conversations around around bitcoin and you know to the, the average person out there, Russia is still the big bad boogeyman. And so I know that this can be painted as bad. And you know I'm sure it's only a matter of time until the corporate press rolls out the idea of, oh, Bitcoin's bad because Russia's mining Bitcoin. And you know we saw what happened a few years ago. But considering that the Overton window hasn't moved, uh, it's, still, it's still very normie-centric. Uh, I think we can all agree on one thing that the Bitcoin game theory is in overdrive, guys. And it's only a matter of time until every country in the world at least tries to position themselves to have a significant amount of hash rate. And again, uh, I am U.S. centric, bro. I love America. I am a first generation American and I don't want to leave the U.S., man. And I really don't also want to see the US lose its position in the world. And yes, we've been uh, we've weaponized a dollar. And at the same time, we are the world's superpower and we are basically the biggest tyrant and authoritarian in the world. And the fact that all the bureaucrats out there are posturing like they don't like Bitcoin, it, it really does kind of uh, strike me with fear of like, man, I really hope we don't fall behind. And of course, I don't wanna, I don't want 51% of the hash rate in America, but I also don't want uh, you know, a country that we don't like so much having all the hash rate in the world. That is also not a good scenario. So it's just very interesting to see all this play out right now and it's all heating up at the this exact moment, which I think is the most interesting aspect. We're seeing every financial system around the world blowing up we're seeing bl- banks blow up we're seeing central banks uh you know freaking out about control and i think the biggest aspect of this is the fact that the russian government has done a full 180 on that little tidbit that that dell talked about of no restrictions to using an open monetary network because Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure less than a couple months ago, they were saying the complete opposite, that, the, oh, yeah, we're going to roll out a system, you know, uh, like rules for for the but not for me. You know, high level officials, we can use the we can use a, a digital currency that no one can control only for commercial reasons. But retail can't. And now. Especially considering all the stuff we're seeing with BRICS nations and this whole uh, posturing of de dollarization, it is very interesting how quickly the game theory surrounding Bitcoin is going parabolic. And I, I think everyone is having the same realization of, like, oh my goodness, wait, uh, I think I have made myself a golden cage and I am trapped in here. And maybe I should endorse Bitcoin or else. We are effed. And I think you're seeing this happen in real time on the highest levels. And, uh, man, you guys are early to the game. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to say this. Oh, I love this. Questioning Bitcoin. Yes, you're right. Don't love a country. Love the people. I just love my home, man. I love my home. I'm I'm unashamed of saying that. But, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't really fall into the idea of patriotism too much. I just – uh I really love my home. But, anyways – I was reminded of, I forget which article it was, it's from Nakamoto Institute, I couldn't find the exact, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly Mexican standoff. But I think it would be a missed opportunity if I didn't have a picture of a Mexican standoff right now because this is where we're at right now and I think everyone is realizing this position like, oh my goodness, we need some hash rate in our world, wait, we can't stop Bitcoin, we should endorse Bitcoin or else we're going to be left behind. And so for the audio listeners, I have a little Mexican standoff over here, a little picture of it. But anyways, before I go on into the culture, uh, go to theorangepillapp.com, guys. I know you guys are going to be in Miami. Most of you are going to be in Miami. But maybe you are just that lone psychopathic bitcoiner at your, in your local town and, and you still feel like you're crazy. You still feel like, oh my God, why am I the only one that gets this? Download the Orange Pill app. As they say, stack friends who stack sats. I'm on it. I I really appreciate everyone sending me love on there. It really does mean a lot to us. You know... I'm getting a lot of a lot of messages like I love the show, bro I love what you guys are doing keep it up and really that means the world to us I know Nico's seeing it as well So I hope to see more of you guys and I'll I'll be doing my best to make it to some of the My local events around here that I'm going to notice through the orange pill app Anyways, go to the orange pill sign up today stack friends at stack sats go hang out with Bitcoiners guys I think this is one of the most important thing that uh, us Bitcoiners can be doing not only is it building uh, a little buffer around you you and the, the crazy Normie, but it's about keeping your sanity boys and girls. <laughs> it's about staying sane through the great transition and being around bitcoiners, in my opinion, is some of the best best life advice that I could give you guys. Anyways, let's get into the culture we got a lot to talk about.
4: The daily culture)
0: Go check out Swan Bitcoin. Go check out the Swan IRA. It's a new offer. Bitcoin is generational wealth, and you can secure your bright orange future with the Swan IRA. Real Bitcoin, no taxes, and Swan offer both traditional and Roth options to best fit your needs. Hey, I know this isn't for everyone, but guys, if you do have some some money in, in traditional financial world, then create your Swan IRA today and start adding Bitcoin in less than one minute. Transfers and rollovers are available. Swan's experts will... Basically give you white glove service. They'll make sure that you guys are handled correctly. This is real Bitcoin, not an ETF or other derivative. Get the real thing and get it at Swan. Go to swan.com slash IRA for details. And uh, you can hit us in the DMs on Simply Bitcoin on Twitter or, or hit up Nico. Probably a little quicker if you, if you just go straight through Nico. But anyways, go check out swanbitcoin.com slash Bitcoin slash IRA or dash IRA. Anyways, let's get into it. Chris. You are, well, I, I don't want to get Jacob mad, but you're the best producer in the game. You are helping us troubleshoot this on the back end. You are a part of the Bitcoin Magazine team. And uh, you said, what, 22 days away, bro. So can't wait to hang out with you in Miami. But also, what are, what are, what are, the, what are the Bitcoiners out there? Should, what should they be expecting? I know you have a few things you want to talk about, Some few things you're excited about. And uh, let's just start with the beginning. Yeah. When is it? What's the what's the pitch here, brother? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so May 18th through the 20th, we are having a pilgrimage of Bitcoiners heading down to Miami, really looking forward to it. This is the third year being in Miami. Uh, We have a lot of great announcements and things. And it basically, last year, we had 26,000 Bitcoiners uh, ascend down in Miami. And it was a phenomenal event. Uh, It was the biggest Bitcoin conference, the biggest crypto conference, we even do Bitcoin in only being Bitcoin. We do it better than the crypto people. And we do it was the biggest financial conference in the world. So last year, uh, we are in bear market territory. So uh, or, you know, we're on the up and up now, but I will say that this is a bear market conference. Uh, I'd love to get 26,000 people down there, but I don't think we're we're trending for that right now. But there will still be tens of thousands of Bitcoiners ascending down in Miami, which will be a really, really good time. Uh, some of the things I'm really looking forward to is the Bitcoin games. So this is meetups from not just the US, but from all around the world that are flying in to compete. We have people from, I think, six continents. I, we couldn't get anyone from Antarctica. I'm not sure if anyone lives there, if it's just a government uh, government deep state location. But uh, Nico Jones isn't here, so we don't have to go into there. But we have people coming from six continents to fly in and they're compete in the Bitcoin games. What is that? It's basically like our spin of the basically Olympics and there's different challenges that people are competing. Uh, It'll be only one winner or one meetup will win and they win one whole Bitcoin. I don't know what David Bailey, our CEO is thinking of doing, giving away one whole Bitcoin, which could, you know, be enough generational wealth for an entire nation one day. But um, yeah, we're giving away one whole Bitcoin to the winner and they're going to use that in how they see fit to orange pill their community. So uh, really just a community led effort and bringing the Bitcoin meetups, which is really like the core or grassroots movement of the Bitcoin space. Uh, In terms of talks, things that I'm really, really looking forward to, I'm really looking forward to the talk between Michael Lewis and Arthur Hayes, and uh, the confidence of the crisis. So Michael Lewis, as many people may know his books or work, yeah, he wrote Moneyball and uh, The Big Short, uh, two big movies that garnered a lot of t- attention to the normie world. Uh, the Big Short I thought did a very fair representation of the 2008 financial crisis and basically the fraud that was going on in the background. Some of the people that won, uh, basically no one except for one banker who was like a senior VP was the only one to go to jail after all of that in the 2008 financial crisis. And then at the tail end of the movie, it shows the catastrophic effects of- of one of the families that had to pack up and leave their home because they got foreclosed on, Uh, basically no fault of their own, uh, but um, basically kind of like the uh, fraudulent, I don't want to say fraudulent loans, but basically the situation that they were put in because of the banks being poor risk managers. Uh, Well, we're hoping to have an awesome talk with him and Arthur Hayes, talk about the benefits of Bitcoin. So first context for some people, he was writing the book about SBF and FTX and their rise to supremacy. Only for him to, before concluding the book, for FTX to collapse and basically be one gigantic Ponzi scheme. So we're really hoping to really orange pill Michael Lewis and show that it's Bitcoin, not crypto and there's a lot of bad actors in the crypto space. Uh, You know, if you want to speculate on other cryptos, I'm more of a libertarian mindset. That's more power to you. But we really want to show Bitcoin is different than crypto. And this just shows the fraudulent practices that happened in the crypto sphere. So we want to give him the best final chapter of being like Bitcoin, not crypto. This was really just a Ponzi scheme, but Bitcoin survived and it's stronger now than ever. Um, and I want to we want to demonstrate the network effects and why it's Bitcoin, not crypto. I know I've said it a bunch of times, but I, he was going to be the lens that many normies or people that know nothing about Bitcoin, nothing about crypto see, uh, you know, obviously with his book being published and then only in a couple of years, I assume that they'll be making a movie and hopefully we'll have an even better story in a few years come when Bitcoin's price is, you know, multiples level higher than what it is right now.
0: Yeah, Chris. No, I think that's uh, you were you were telling us this off air as well. And I think that's one of the most important things that. I know we've noticed here on Simply Bitcoin as well is, you know, kind of slowly but surely inching the Overton window towards the Bitcoin signal. And you see it everywhere. Like everyone's talking about Bitcoin, whether they understand Bitcoin or not. You know, I think it is one of the most important things to be doing right now is separating Bitcoin from crypto. And I know you you said it three times. We'll say it like five more times. But if we can uh, if we can get Michael Lewis to create a big short around FTX and and still have the shining light that is bitcoin at the end this is how we break out of our echo chamber and it kind of made me made me think i know we are in a bear market but uh last year i think bitcoin conference 2022 had like the most coverage ever it was everywhere when it was happening in miami you think we're going to get a little maybe not the same amount of coverage considering that it is bear market territory but do you guys have some uh something in the books to get that much
1: mainstream appeal out there during uh may Definitely, I think Michael Lewis is part of that. And people are kind of looking like, okay, so they were celebrating their victories in the midst of the bull market. I know the price wasn't there in 2022. But just having the biggest Bitcoin crypto and finance conference in the world, definitely garners attention. And I think they're interested to see through the eyes of Michael Lewis, many of the mainstreamer normies, that he was like, basically going to be praising FTX. I'm assuming that's kind of what the book that he was writing, only for him to get his last chapter is basically they're running a, a Ponzi and it collapsed. But the Bitcoin community is strong still here. And even though FTX, FTX collapse, even if Binance, even if every exchange in the world collapsed, this is not to FUD exchanges or anything in that mo- remark, but with FTX collapsing, Bitcoin is still here. It's still, even though it went down to about fifteen five dollars or $16,000 per coin, it's, what What are we now? We're at $29,000, $27,000, but the price, the US dollar price doesn't matter. They can print infinite dollars. It's the network. We're seeing hash rate hitting all-time highs. Block height hit, always hitting all-time highs. That's a great thing. Every 10 minutes, a new block rolling in. And while you can hamper the on and off ramps, and it seems the U.S. is kind of pushing that direction, the Bitcoin network can uh, propagate through peer-to-peer and grassroots movement of the Bitcoin network and show the properties that it's basically resilient to nation-state attacks.
0: Absolutely love it. I know, uh, I know you guys don't officially call it like the Bitcoin mecca, but- it really does feel like every year you have to at least end up in Miami and hang out with every Bitcoiner, and you guys definitely got to get to the Bitcoin conference. But hey, Chris, uh, is there anything else that that you're super excited? Any more, uh, any more gems that you can drop on the people over here?
1: Uh, I can't drop any more of the gems at the time being. Uh, You guys can probe and I can say yes or no to those things. But um, I do want to point out there's a lot of side events. And like your example, one of your sponsors, the Orange Pill app, that's a great way to find other Bitcoiners and go to other side events. Uh, We also have a page for side events so people can apply and we can put it up on our website. Uh, While we are putting up the events on our webpage, we are not like, uh, it's their event that they're running. We're kind of saying you can go there. So anything that happens there is in uh, their own domain. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of great side events. And I think, you know, while the conference is great from the day, lunch, and then into the afternoon, a lot of the evenings are some of the great conversations that are had with Bitcoiners as you're meeting out there. And, you know, you're shaking hands and hanging out with Bitcoiners in meet space. So I think that's one of the best parts of the conference is that basically everyone from all around the world comes into uh, the city and we have a great time and we try and orange pill the local communities and businesses as we come there.
0: Absolutely love it. And uh, I know I know you told me before the show, then I'll put you on the spot, but we had Nolan come on uh, I don't know, last week, two weeks ago, and I think it would be a missed opportunity, considering of all the energy talks we talked about. Uh, is this is this going to be a main main feature of of this year's conference, right? the The connection between Bitcoin mining and energy? and i I think those are going to be some of the the best conversations surrounding the conference as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, energy is a focal point of this conference. Uh, as we've mentioned before, Shell is a sponsor. It was a multi-year deal. So it's not something that they're like one and done, uh, but it's a two-year deal. So they're sponsoring uh, Bitcoin 2023 as well as Bitcoin 2024. Um, and we're really excited to bring a big name company. Shell is a company that many people around the world have heard of or used to buy uh, oil and gas from. So it's something that we're really, really looking forward to. Uh, and we're looking forward to basically putting that, uh, a good light about Bitcoin for them as well. Uh, they're looking to go into it sort of the mining space, obviously being in oil and gas. Many people have talked about the benefits of mining stranded methane that comes off of oil and gas wells. Instead of polluting the environment, you're doing something that's very beneficial to the environment by removing it. But you're using that byproduct or waste product, as they may call it, and you're using it to mine Bitcoin. So you're participating in the network. You're getting paid for what would otherwise be a waste. And also potentially they're fined by the EPA for, you know, emitting methane into the air uh, or they flare it, which is also a waste. You're just burning it just to burn it to not to reduce your emissions. But it's something that can really utilize wasted energy and propagate the network and you're rewarded Bitcoin in the process. So really excited to have them on as a sponsor and really looking them to, to show the benefits of the, uh, the Bitcoin network and the Bitcoin community at whole.
0: Hash wars heating up. Love to see it. All right. Again, uh, Chris not to put you on the spot but you can definitely plead the fifth if, if you're not a uh, if you're not at liberty to expose these details but everyone's asking the same question in the chat uh, what's Indonesia there to talk about have you guys leaked this or you just put his picture
1: there uh no, I actually I don't know. So I'm gonna find out with hey, you guys. It's something, it's something that's being kept uh, close to programming's uh, chest. I am not involved with programming, so I'm gonna be surprised, just like you guys. I wish I knew, to be honest. So, but they won't tell me. So it should be an exciting announcement. I, I know he's got a pretty large following, um, and we're looking forward to what his announcement's gonna be. But uh, I'll be shocked just as you, Opti, on the news desk. Maybe we'll be uh, covering it. And be like yeah. huge announcement. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Let's go,
0: man. Well, I'm excited for this. Again, actually, let's pull it up one more time. Uh, what are we? 22 days out, guys. Uh, it's going to be May 18th to May 20th in Miami Beach. I definitely want to see you guys down there. Uh, if you see me, say what's up, and uh, you know, maybe we'll grab a beer or something. We'll see. We'll see what's happening. But we will be down there. Nico and I will be down there. We'll be scrolling around the floor. We'll be hanging out with Chris we'll be hanging out with producer Jacob. We'll be out with all of our friends. You guys got to get down there. You're going to get a ticket, guys. Use promo code SIMPLY and help your boys out. And uh, we'll see you in Miami. We'll see you in 20. Actually, Chris, I don't know if you saw this comment. Uh, I don't know which one it was. Actually, it's Opti's allergies. He said, you guys should have brought Chris on 21 days out of the conference. Hey. Close. We're, we almost hit it, guys. We almost hit it. <laughs> Missed uh, opportunity for man, sure. Did we blew it on that one? Okay. Anyways, guys, let's get into the meme review.
1: The
3: daily meme review. Brought to you by Kaboomracks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboomracks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to slash Kaboomracks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today.
0: Kaboomracks. Actually, guys, I almost forgot. <laughs> but we didn't forget because we do this live and we keep doing it live. Go to bitplates.com. Get yourself a steel seed plate. Because you do not want to keep your Bitcoin seed phrase on paper, guys. Easy to use, hard to destroy. Bitplates Dominar designed to preserve Bitcoin wallet backup seed words and passphrases made from highly corrosion resistant 316L marine grade stainless steel and offering the ultimate protection against extremes of temperature. 10% off all Bitplates products using the code SIMPLY. But hey... I messed up the order today, but it, it is what it is. We are getting into the meme review. Shouts out to Kaboom Racks. That's our boys over there. You already know the deal. This is your favorite portion of the show. We are in an information war. Tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. And it's never been more important than today, than moving forward from this moment on to continue to put your hat in the ring. Make the memes. Spread the message. Create content. Have the conversations with your friends and families because we are being bombarded with so much noise that it's, a, it's I don't think it's ever been more important to, to spread that signal than it is today, guys. We have the options to help the world. I know we say Bitcoin fixes this and Bitcoin does fix everything, but fix the money, fix the world. It starts with the money, stupid, and we have a broken money. And this is why everything will follow Bitcoin. Everything will get fixed eventually in time because you guys are spreading that signal and waking up the normies. Anyways, this first meme is by at meming Bitcoin. And on that message, we got a light bulb here with the Bitcoin logo in it. And it goes hashtag Bitcoin illuminates the path to economic sovereignty, innovation, and boundless prosperity. It's the best idea we've ever had. And now connect this with the numbers connects this with the news and you know this is true boundless prosperity I absolutely love this meaning Bitcoin and again we talked about energy today uh shouts out to our friend Justin J Orkney five uh, apparently he's his family makes or is part of the island that makes really good scotch if you know you know we talked about it on the show when he was on here anyways we got this this uh, article here that Troy cross uh tweeted out, and he says, uh, actually, it's goes, methane flaring may be less efficient than previously thought. And Troy Cross goes, now, if someone invented a flare stack that improved this efficiency to 99% and also made it cheap, would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Asking for a friend, and Justin goes, tell your friend that unfortunately there is no need to invent such a thing. And you can see here, they're flaring, and in the flares, it's Bitcoin Legos, because look at all of this Bitcoin that they're just wasting. If only they connected a six to all that. Uh, they wouldn't be wasting that much money if only there was a way or a thing an in invention that fixes this. Anyways, this next one uh, is by Steel Daddy. I don't even think this guy is a bitcoiner. He's just been dropping. He just drops good memes. Anyways, uh, he just goes accurate now this one's pretty funny now let me read this for you so it goes economic it's a picture it's got big mac right here and it goes i work at mcdonald's and we have these little cards that we give to customers when we fuck up their order that lets them redeem the card for a free big mac just recently we received a box of these special coins they're going to serve the same purpose if you have one of the coins you can exchange it for a big mac it's for the 50th anniversary of the big mac now i'm far from an economics expert so this may just be a stupid question but since since our money has no value anymore since it was taken off the gold standard. Whereas these cold coins from McDonald's are backed up by Big Macs. Does that make them a more stable currency than our own money? <laughs> Yo, backed by Big Macs. Is that uh is that a better stable currency than fiat money? Uh, honestly. I don't even think that's a stupid question at all. Okay. Anyways, this next meme is by Kim Gage. He's been uh, been tagging me in a lot of memes. And at least he's got the the hashtags correct now. And he goes, hashtag Bitcoin, hashtag El Salvador. And we got Kermit the Frog over here writing a note. And it goes, just filling out my visa application for El Salvador. And it's asking me what my occupation is. Dot, 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 dot. Shit. I'm just going to put down Bitcoin maximalists. So they'll understand. I think they will understand. I think they will. Anyways, this next meme is by the BTC therapist on Twitter. And he goes, what would you choose? Hashtag Bitcoin. Honestly, uh, I'm not the smartest Bitcoiner. Um, but So I had to do the math to verify this. But hey. What is your choice? Anyways, he goes, intelligence test. Would you rather have one Bitcoin or one sat doubled every day for a month? One BTC equals 100 million sats. One month equals 30 days. Which one would you do, guys? Which one would you choose? Uh, If you know, you know, you take the one sat doubled every day for a month. Okay, this next one. It's by at boom underscore huddle and I know you guys have seen a variation of this meme all the time But we have captain Jack Sparrow on his sinking ship and you can see in the background There is a Bitcoin sun, and we have Jack Sparrow on his mast. and Jack Sparrow is you and your 12 words And the sinking ship is the fiat standard and then the dock is the Bitcoin standard guys I, I absolutely love memes like this because if you know even a little bit about Bitcoin And you understand a little bit of that, the fiat system, and you're finally getting over the edge. These are the things that just make you want to stack so much more Bitcoin because you understand the asymmetric opportunity that you have right now while everyone is still asleep to the sat race. Anyways, this last meme is by Orange Pill App, and it goes the Bitcoin social layer. And you can see here, it's the Bitcoin logo. And it's all the people interconnected out there running nodes, out there stacking sats, out there orange-pilling the world. And uh, the reason I wanted to to end it on this one today, guys, is because you guys are the Bitcoin. You guys are the message. I say this all the time. It is more important than ever to get out there, have these conversations with your friends, make more Bitcoiners, whether that is reproducing or just orange-pilling. We need more Bitcoiners in the world. Uh, We don't need ever... Everyone to be a Bitcoiner yet, but we do need everyone to start to understand that there is a way, there is a solution, and it is Bitcoin. There is a fork in the road right now. There is the fiat world and the Bitcoin world, and all my Bitcoin friends are thriving. They all have this 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 twinkle in their eye of the future is going to get better. Yes, it's not going to be easy. Yes, there will be obstacles, but we will win this monetary revolution we will usher in the bitcoin standard we will make the world a better place anyways guys drop your meme review score in wait in the chat see this is why i like mirror guys i i know which way i'm pointing (sighs) drop your meme review score in the chat as we cover ours live and uh we will say ours as well okay actually Dell, what's your meme review score i'm gonna save mine for last because this one's meta this one's meta my meme review is,
2: or the score is a tennis ball and a wonderful case of irony i've had this terrible case of a fucking uh, tennis elbow and the te- a tennis ball is the number one thing to help with that I, oh the green screen's making it it's
0: an invisible is it a green tennis ball. is it a, green, yeah, tennis it's a ball? green
2: tennis ball yeah so i just I, I i roll that on the place where my my elbow hurts or and it actually helps a lot which is bizarre that a tennis ball helps my tennis elbow
0: but yeah that's, <laughs> that's my score a tennis ball let's go all right chris
1: what is your meme review score today brother uh, a business card from peeny lane uh, ben justman is a uh, the winer or the winemaker there uh basically he sells his wine for bitcoin he's a base bitcoiner i love him helping support circular economies you know i'm sending him my sats he's sending me wine that he took Took his energy and worked the fields and basically uh created. So uh really excited to uh give him props. All right, all right.
0: I I gave I gave Dell control of the chat. You're premature on the scores, bro. We gotta you gotta wait a minute. (laughs) Oh, you gotta wait. You gotta wait a minute. Okay, guys, my meme review score is a meat thermometer. (laughs) If you know, you know. Uh I used to make fun of people that use meat thermometers honestly a life hack it's it's definitely a life hack but anyways drop your meme review score in the chat as uh we shout out our clothing sponsor oh wait oh wait oh wait chris is wearing it let's oh, go yeah. oh. okay, guys. yo this is why you give your friends uh the merch and they support the merch because i don't have to pull him off off the show right now we wear represent every single day go to representltd.com use the promo code simply-bitcoin i know we are sold out i'm wearing the dad hat i know there's no more there's no more simply bitcoin theme, theme merch on the show or on their website but they have told us they will come out with some more merch ideas soon guys so go check out all their other stuff super comfy it actually it it's got nice fitting arms so you guys could look a little buffer than you really are <laughs> But we will get some merch for you guys. I can't wait to see you guys in the merch in Miami. Anyways. Oh, wait. I don't have the music. I need to upload the music. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Let's get into some of these scores. First and foremost, we got the P-Man Van. He goes, I give those memes my love of racks. Kaboom, kaboom racks, kaboom racks. Okay, this next meme review is by Opti's Allergies to Panties, Fake News, and it goes, Score, Mr. Robot shaking his head knowing Opti's going to sell his sats for one Big Mac coin. This is fake news. This is fake news. Okay, this next meme review score is by Rave Elevator, and it goes, I give the memes a picture of Nico on a milk carton. (laughs) (laughs) where is nico okay next meme review score is by Rand Moore, and it goes meme score equals wine eating steak and hash if you know you know okay this next meme review is by narwha tacos and it goes i give those memers one big mac doubled every day for a month that that's a lot of uh that's a lot of big macs that's a super size me status. All right, anyways, this next one is by Wicked Devil. I give those memes a Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid DVD for Opti to get the Mexican standoff pick he needs. Thank you, bro. Uh, I was looking for... All right, go to Nakamoto Institute, guys. I forget which one it is, but there's an article by Bitchstein, and it's got the good, the bad, and the ugly picture on top, the, the Mexican standoff. It's it's one of the best, one of the best, uh <laughs> one of the best reads. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna give Opti's allergies a uh a, a rebuy score. A meat thermometer for Opti's Big Mac bot with Big Mac coins. Okay, hey. Trolling Opti is a feature, not a bug. Okay, let's see. Dion is the Great. I give those memes. Hold on. Wait, can I read this one? No, I can't read that one. Okay, nope. last one. Nope. <laughs> Last one. Last one. It's basic biology. I give the memes the tennis arm I got from B Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> all right, you guys got me. You guys got me twice. All right. All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, that's your show, guys. We will be back tomorrow with the normal episode, the normal program. Nico's gone every other Wednesday, but hey, the show goes on. We will continue to give you guys the signal. No matter which one of us is on the show. Anyways, Dell, really appreciate it. Actually, uh watch for Dell's clip. It's going to drop, I think tomorrow. I think tomorrow, yeah. That's yeah, hard. I think we're gonna do it tomorrow. Uh, don't hold us to it, but it will drop this weekend. Anyways, Dell. Funk wait, Dell, the funky hodl sapien, filling in strong today. Really appreciate it, bro. All right, I'm gonna put you behind behind the scene. Chris, what are you working on lately? And where can the people find you, brother?
1: uh, working on a lot of things, obviously working on Bitcoin 2023 is my kind of sole focus right now. Uh, you can use code simply to get, uh, uh, discount on your tickets and it helps support what you guys are doing here for this show. I think it's really important. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Alemo six, the, uh, Chris chrisalemo, the number six. And uh, yeah, would love to meet up people in Miami. Come say hello. Uh, I'd love to shake people's hands. Love to give people a hug uh, and love to hang out with uh, Bitcoiners in meatspace. So thanks, Api for having me on. It's always a pleasure and I'll see you soon, man.
0: Yeah, man. I can't wait to kick it with you. Uh, actually, really it's thank you, Chris. Because uh you you always galaxy brain me and I just get to like sit back and be like, I wish I could talk as well as Chris. It just absolutely kills it. All right, bro. I'm going I'll put you behind the scene. You can you can go or you can stay, and we'll talk after the show. All right, guys. You already know the deal. We are in podcast form on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple, on Fountain. I know, uh, I know, <laughs> I know I've been forgetting the Fountain, but Know that I am, I am looking at them, and I even bring them up. And Nico just gives a curveball. He's like, no, we're going way too long, so we're not going to read them today. But I will have them, whether I'll read them because of the time constraints on the show. I really appreciate everyone. Uh, all the sats coming in in the Valley for Valley economy means the world to us. It really, it really not only humbles us, but it's an honor that you guys want to stream us sats. You guys want to support the show. And, man... What a day. Again, I want to thank every single one of you guys. And hey, also, um check out simplybitcoin.news. I don't I don't know where where the tag thing is here, but here it is. But everything we do is free, guys. But if you do want to support us, subscribe on simplybitcoin.news and uh you know, just, just help us out. Make sure we're stay on air. Make sure we can become as independent as possible. Uh, Shouts out to the few people that have subscribed. Really means a lot. But I am dropping all kinds of of hot fire on our Substack on our blog. Uh, actually, go check out the one we dropped today. I, I really, really loved it. It's uh, Bitcoin: An Invitation to Higher Consciousness. I really think you guys will enjoy that one. And then, of course. Go hang out with us in the Simply Bitcoin Telegram group, t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. Shouts out to Darth Mod. Shouts out to everyone that hangs out in the Telegram group. Really means a lot. We we are legitimately building a solid community out here. And you guys not only love the signal, but you guys are a part of the signal. So really appreciate it, guys. And uh we'll see you tomorrow. Same program as always, same time as always. We'll be back. I love you guys. We'll check you. Tomorrow, 12.15 p.m. Eastern Time. Peace out.